Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 39. If you've counted all of them, it's 233 episodes. I'm pretty sure that's right. I'm Craig. I am Britt. And Britt, we're... And you are right. Oh, good, good, good. We are back for the day before the draft. And you're breaking up really bad on my end. Oh, I, I see what it is. Uh-oh. You know, you know what it is? What'd you do? It's because it's because ESPN likes to auto-run anything you open. Like, I don't want to oh. run on this stupid video. I just want to see this article because it's worth talking about. And it's like, no, we need to show you that. No, you don't need to show me this. <laughs> so, but Craig, how are you? I am okay. How are you? I am exhausted. Perfect. It has been, yeah, it has been a weird couple of weeks. And yeah. So before we even get to our drinking, I did, I did, there was something I did, I wanted to tell you. So quick side funny story. Okay. I, those of you who know me outside of the podcast know I also stream under the name Howard Moon BG and play Hearthstone online. And about a month ago, I got invited to be one of 30 people worldwide to help co-stream a special event that they were doing on Twitch. Well, I got an email today inviting me to do the second round of this special event and be a broadcaster for it on their co-stream service. And they expanded it. They're, they're bringing in a lot more people. Funny thing is, it's the weekend I'm away on my vacation. But Aww. that's not why I'm bringing it up. A lot of people I had recommended to Activision Blizzard to get this opportunity and had applied for the opportunity themselves got selected. Oh. And they all messaged me today and were like, I can't wait. This is exciting. I'm glad you told me about it, blah, blah, blah. Then they started to release the details after they sent out the invites. What they kind of left out during the application process was that because the last tournament was on North America time, this one's going to be on Asia Pacific time. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Which means the live streams will start at 1 a.m. Eastern <laughs> Standard Time in the U.S., where yep. most of us are based. <laughs> now, one of the people I recommended is actually based in California. Oh, well, that, that's a little better. It's a little better. <laughs> that's, that's worse. Is it? They're three hours <clears throat> earlier. So 1 a.m. for us is like 11 o'clock the night before for them. <laughs> That's true. Well, would you rather stream at 11 p.m. or 1 a.m.? Oh, God. You're talking about a start time? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. You know, that's that's kind of a Sophie's choice there. <laughs> um, you know, I think you're right. I think I'd rather start at like 10 or 11 o'clock and be off by 1 or 2 than start at 1 or 2 and be off by 5. <laughs> then you might as well not even go to bed at that point. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you you got you got to bed at like 6 o'clock and get up at midnight to do this 1 a.m. stream. So I just noticed where I'm like, Craig will get a kick out of this. <laughs> and everybody else is like, well, why the hell did you ask me to do this if you knew it was at 1 a.m.? And I was like, I didn't know it was at 1 a.m. But on the plus side, they've already told me I'm doing the third one, which is on European time, which means it'll only be a six-hour difference. Oh, there you go. That's not that's not terrible. No, I'll be like six a.m. for six a.m. <laughs> here for a one p.m. start there, so it's doable. But I thought you'd get a kick out of that. I was just like, oh my god, But the end the end of the story is check out our stream anyway. But let's. I, I'm getting way ahead. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Um, so tonight, since today I was running around and got back like an hour ago and a dinner which was a salad um i'm drinking white wine that's what i am drinking oh what kind of salad um it was just a regular garden salad with like grilled chicken cutlet there you go see you you know and, and most of the people who know me well know i have a digestive issue so i have to have protein if i don't have protein with a meal like everybody's like oh you want to lose weight just eat freaking salad there is no protein in salad you asshole <clears throat> unless you add beans but yes. Unless you had some sort of bean or legume or tofu there is, or, or meat. Or meat. There is no protein in salad, you asshole. People are always like, well, well, if you weigh so much, because I, I do, I weigh about 350 pounds. Well, if you weigh so goddamn much, why don't you just diet? Because my stomach isn't regular. That's why I weigh 350 pounds. I don't sit around shoveling bonbons in my mouth all day. I have an irregular digestive system. So people were always like, well, Josh, to eat salad. I can't, you flaming ass. But we had salad tonight, and our 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 protein was uh, salmon. Oh, very nice. Sa salmon was on sale at the store. I'm not a millionaire, but I went to the store today, and literally, this is this is also funny. 
the price per pound for salmon was the same for like turkey breast at the deli. Really? That's how because it was because the, the salmon was on sale and turkey's going up. So huh. I said, screw it, I'm gonna get myself a nice piece of salmon, and I did. Now, did so, you did you I, did you bake it or did you like make it on the stove? Well, no, we normally bake it or we grill. Um, it was we had some weird clouds moving through. It looked like it might rain, so I, I decided we were gonna bake it today. So when I brought it home this afternoon. I chucked it into the fridge for two hours in a lemon pepper marinade, Ooh. and it got really, it got really, really saturated. I and I learned today because it discolors. I don't know if you've ever <clears throat> marinated fish before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absorbs you, uh, whatever you're marinating. With. Yeah, and and yes, and if it's something acidic, the acid actually starts to burn the outer layer of the fish. Oh yeah, like like it, ceviche. <laughs> yes. Yes. So when I took this thing, it, it's I left it in there for three hours. When I took it out of the container, it looked like I'd been cooking it for like five minutes. <laughs> Hooray, and, citrus acid. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I looked at my wife and I'm like, oh, she's going to freak out. She's going to think I bought a bad piece of meat. And I looked at her and I said, this thing was freaking solid, gorgeous pink when I put it in there. And that's when she was like, oh, yeah, you didn't know that? She goes, what did you marinate? And I'm like, lemon pepper. She goes, lemons. And she looked at me like I was an idiot. And I'm like, oh, oh of course, lemons. Yes, of course. <laughs> Of course it is. I was just making sure that you knew that. <laughs> yeah, so, yes, I was testing you. But, yeah, so so, so now that we've covered what we've eaten, uh, I'm just having soda because, again, I am on diet, and I am flying on a plane in 10 days, and I need to fit my fat rear into a skinny seat. So I am still on diet, so I just have some diet soda today. So, And look at that. We're, t- we're like seven minutes in, and we haven't said a word about football. <laughs> like, it happens sometimes. Do we even have it? Do we even have an audience anymore? I mean, I'll just and, you like, know, it's that it's that time of year, so maybe, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> well, then let's get to, let's get to, let's get down to it. Then uh, it's the night before the NFL draft, and let's get some burning <clears throat> hot takes. Craig, I've only got one thing to talk about, so what do you got for me? Okay, so my first thing for you is right now the Panthers GM said he's talked to three. I don't know how well, he said three to four teams. How do you say three to four? That's like a weird phrase. But anyway, three to four. Yeah, three or <laughs> anyway. <laughs> See, it's it's weird when you say it out loud. You um, say at least three, right? I've talked to at least three. But I mean, to, to your point, <laughs> you're the guy who's making pulling the trigger, right? Wouldn't you know exactly how many? <laughs> it's like saying approximately two. <laughs> like, yeah. How many, uh, <laughs> how many vice presidents do you need for your cabinet, sir? Uh, approximately two to six. No, <laughs> you run this show. You tell us how many you need. Like, go to a store. I need some tomatoes. How many do you need? Three to four. Wait, what? <laughs> That's going to change the price, sir. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is... um... Okay, sorry. So go on. So you talked to three to four teams about what? About trading the six pick. With all the talk around quarterback and around Sam Darnold and about them not going, you know, not talking to the Browns about getting Baker Mayfield, he must feel really dejected right now. Um, Do you think the Panthers are going to trade their pick away? I think there's a reasonable chance. So I'm going to stick with what I was just saying. I don't care. Whatever happens in the end, what happens in the NFL draft doesn't affect what you and I do here until the NFL draft. Right. And I'm coming to understand that more and more. Every year, I'm like, let's do a draft preview. And then I look at it and go, I don't know any of these guys that well. It doesn't, I can't predict this is going to be good for the Cowboys or bad for the Cowboys. It's got to play out. We have to let it play out. And so, um, just you know, ask Mel Kuyper. Yeah, it's just that, yeah. <laughs> ask Mel Kuyper. Who, you know, crit, yeah, we all know that clip. He crit, criticized the Colts, and a year later, they drafted Peyton Manning. So <laughs> they they got the foundation in before they got the quarterback. That's all they did. Um, I think they could because the owner went out today, and uh, or at least the article is dated today, um, and said that he still believes in Sam Darnold. Um, Here's the quote. I just want to say one thing. I do think we have a very good quarterback in Sam Darnold. Just as an aside, that wasn't your question, but I'll just say that. <laughs> that was what he said to a reporter today. Huh. So, you know, if, they, if they're thinking longer term, then you know, Sam Darnold is young enough. I don't think he's the answer, but I think he can get you two or three years 
while you build a foundation, like the Colts used Jim Harbaugh for. Year that 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 they passed on Trent Dilfer, they yep. had Jim Harbaugh, and they kept Jim Harbaugh, and that's what set off Mel Kiper was that a franchise quarterback was passed up. There was a better franchise quarterback staring them in the face. As a matter of fact, if you remember, there were two that year. Because what's his name? Ryan Leaf was in the, the draft with Peyton Manning as well. Oh, yeah, so that's right. They, they made the conscious decision, we are going to stick with Jim Harbaugh in the short term to build the pieces in our draft so that we can go out and get a franchise quarterback next year because we know we're only going to win one or two games again this year. And they and looking down the road, I would find it hard to believe their scouts didn't say, "Well, there are at least two really good guys that are coming out next year, so we can we can do this." Now they made the right decision. Manning was the right call over Leaf. Yes, you know, but in a coin flip situation, they made the right call. And so, is that what Carolina is thinking here? We pick up the pieces this year. We get Sam. We have Sam Darnold start for 2022 and 2023, and next year in the 2023 draft, we draft a guy who sits behind Darnold that year, and in 2024, we have our franchise starting in the right, right direction. Is that what they're thinking? I have no idea. But if that is what they're thinking, then moving down in the draft allows them to build capital because they're not going to move down in the draft just to be neighborly. They're going to look for compensation. And when you're talking about draft compensation, 90% of the time, it's other draft picks. Yeah. So <clears throat> and they have a they have the six picks. So it's a yeah, it's uh, a high pick. So a valuable pick. It's a very valuable pick. So yeah, I just moved in my chair. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I just moved in my <clears> chair and my, my microphone whined for a second. So I just want to make sure I'm still here. Because last week that happened. Or all of a sudden <laughs> I wasn't here anymore. <laughs> so yeah, all right. So, you, so what do you think? What do you think the odds are they're going to trade this pick? Um, uh, I I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. I think that if someone comes, <clears throat> excuse me, if someone comes up with like a really good offer, they can't refuse. That's it. They'll take it. You know, if they keep it, there's, you know, there as a quarterback they could draft, but is he a franchise quarterback? I I honestly don't no. know. I don't think there's there's any better. Franchise. There's better defensive options that high, yes. so they would probably go with one of them first, I would think, or I would yes. if I was a GM, but I would say it's 50-50, and if the, somehow the Cowboys wind up getting it, that pick, I won't be shocked. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, too. We're talking about what the Panthers want to do. The other side of any equation in a trade is you have to have a partner. Right. Someone has to be willing to pay them a price that they're willing to accept. And if the Panthers are truly in a two-year rebuild kind of kind of motif, then their price tag that six pick is going to be high, um, or at least higher than it might not otherwise. Now the other thing is, again, you have to, there's all these factors to consider. What are the Panthers looking to do? Who's willing to pay their price? But what is available at that pick? So I think if they move that pick, it happens right before they take it. I, I don't think, think so. you see this. I don't think you see this pick move. In the next 12 hours, I think the first three or four picks are off the board and then a deal happens. And don't be shocked if a deal happens while they're on the clock because there's a team out there who I'm sure has said to them, if X is available, here's what I'll pay. And the Panthers have said, well, call me if X is available and we'll talk. And they're considering that offer. I guarantee it. Yeah, no, so, I, can, I, can, I can definitely see that happening. So we have to, it's, it's a lot of it's wait and see. Let's wait and see. All right, for you, I I have been so busy work and life-wise that I haven't had, and it's off-season, so I haven't really focused a lot on this until after the draft. But there was a piece of news that came through the wire today that was uh, that was kind of interesting, and that is Melvin Gordon is returning to the Denver Broncos. Hmm. Last night, Melvin Gordon agreed to a one-year deal to return to the Broncos and a package that includes a bunch of performance incentives. Craig, does this change anything for you? Um, with the Broncos, you mean, or with Melvin Gordon? <laughs> Both. I mean, maybe, maybe a little, but... I don't know. I feel like Melvin, you know, Melvin Gordon's in the twilight of his career. Mm -hmm. So 
would I would I pick him up in a draft? If he's there in the later rounds, yes, because Denver running backs always kind of tend to have good years. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Melvin Gordon, like I said, he's older for a running back. Not that he's old, but for a running back, he is. He and, is, and he, I just had it. And he is banged up, so. He's 29, which is borderline senior citizen for running backs. 30's always been that magic number, but you're right. With the injuries, he's physically older than that, I think. Um, but yeah, I. so here's the thing. This is Javante Williams' insurance, right? Because Javante Williams showed signs of greatness, but he's still a second year back. And they brought Russell Wilson in, and Russell Wilson didn't come over here to be part of a rebuild. <laughs> that is so, true. I think that was a part of the reason why he came back to Denver. What, Gordon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no question. Because you know who he bumped from the two spot to the three spot? Mike Boone. So really? it's not like, yeah, it's not like it's a big name that he pushed down. He, Mike Boone is the person who gets knocked back. So now... You've got Javante Williams starting, but Melvin Gordon and and let's let's just be honest here. Veteran quarterbacks like veteran guys. Russell Wilson liked playing with Marshawn Lynch. He did. <laughs> they like they like they like guys, particularly in the backfield, that they feel like they can rely on to just do what they're supposed to do. And I think that's a huge part of why this deal happened. That, and I don't think anybody wanted Melvin Gordon. I think <laughs> Melvin Gordon went out there and stood in the town square and said, all right, I'm a free agent. Who needs me? And there wasn't a whole lot of anybody, ringing. Anybody at yeah. all. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Going for free. You can literally <laughs> take it. I will pay you to let me play. You know, I, I just don't think there was a lot. I don't think there was as much interest in him as he thought there would be. And I think a lot of that is due to what you said with the age and the mileage, really. So, all right, what so, else? Yeah. You got anything else for me? Um, so my other question to you is about the Falcons, a team in rebuild. Yes. Arthur Smith said that Cordell Patterson will move, will move around a lot. Of, I'll say this again for the fourth time. Move around a lot at a lot of spots. Why do people? Wow. Why do people? It's a lot of words. Anyway, do you think we're going back to the era of Cordell Stewart, and some people may or may not remember him, of where you have a player who's pretty much everywhere on the field. Like, I don't are think we, so. Like, would, like, would people with players like Debo Samuel, for example, are we going back to that kind of like, I don't want to say Iron Man because they're not playing defense, but the guy that you're going to put everywhere to try to confuse people and do, like, gimmicky things? Swiss like, Army Knife players. Yes. I don't think we're moving back to that era, but I do think there's a handful of guys in the league right now, and you name two of them right away, which was Samuel and Patterson, um, that are so talented that they can be switch-up guys, and they can give you that kind of different look. The problem with a guy like that is that eventually everyone figures out what you're going to do. AKA the Wildcat formation. Remember the that? first couple of games we saw the Wildcat formation, everybody was like, holy crap, what are teams going to do about this? Now it is 100% gadget. Like Miami was running it like two or three times a game back when they first debuted it, like seven or eight years ago, it feels like. Mm-hmm. So same sort of thing. How many times are we going to watch Cordero Patterson line up somewhere that we don't expect him to line up before teams have film on it and go, this is, this is every time they line up there, this, these three or four things happen. It's not a lot. It's not a huge playbook. That is part of what makes the Kansas city chiefs a little bit more deadly. In my opinion on offense is they have that one package where the, I don't even remember what it's called off the top of my head. I'm drawing a blank on that. What's that package? <laughs> um, but it's basically Mahomes takes the, the, the ball, takes two steps back. The running back runs across the front of him from left to right. And at that point, 17 different plays exist. Sometimes the running back leaves with it. Sometimes Mahomes drops back to pass. Sometimes Mahomes runs with the ball. And each of those scenarios have about 20 plays associated with it. The reason that's been successful is because they do different things with the same package, and there's three different play sets that work out of that package. How many different play sets are they going to brew 
where Cordero Patterson starts in the backfield and runs out to be a whiteout or vice versa. Right. I, it's So, I, yes, it's fantastic that they're going to utilize him that way. I think it's a smart move. Does it change the equation for me? Absolutely not. Debo Samuel ran the ball, what, like 15 or 20 times this year and had great success with it? Breaking news, almost every one of them was an end-round reverse. <laughs> And sometimes it was a fake. But if Debo Samuel starts running backwards towards the quarterback as he drops back, it is one of two things. It is an end or, I'm sorry, three things. It's an end round, it's a, it's a fake, or it's a double end round where he takes the ball and then flips it to the other wide receiver. It's those three plays every time. So I don't think this really is... Shitty stuff is, it's gadgety. It's never going to be the focus of an offense. The Kansas City offense kind of focuses around that package, which I cannot remember the goddamn <laughs> name of. Oh. But it's, you know, I, I don't think, so I think it's good that they're going to use him. But, you know, oh, I know. I put in Kansas City most used package, and I get Kansas City <laughs> convention packages from tourism. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I can see it executing in my head. I, I can't even remember. I, I just remember it, it's a simple package that that's oh. All right, anyway, go on. Uh, but what do you think? Do you think? Do you think this? Is, I mean, they don't even have a quarterback. Well, there is that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I, here's here's the thing. I think the NFL is a very copycat kind of league. Like teams will see one or two teams do something and be good at it. And then all of a sudden, every other team is gonna tr- is gonna try to do it, and it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like I remember when the way back when when the Bengals and Sam Weiss started doing the no huddle, and everyone like their no huddle offense, and everyone like lost their freaking mind. Mm-hmm. Like you, they can't do that. What are you doing? What are they doing? They're just lining up, and then like everyone does it now. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that, sometimes that stuff becomes very. Um... Very, very, uh, very form- formulaic. I just completely lost my train of thought. Unless you're oh trying to think of that play. <laughs> I am. I'm actually, I'm actually looking at a list of plays that they run, and I'm not finding the, the I know it'll jump off the screen at me when I see it. There's a specific, there's a specific, uh, formation they run out of it, but, uh, anyway. So anyway, all right. So tomorrow is the draft. It is. Our, are you, are you, is this, is this a go for you, Craig? I mean, are you excited for this or? Huh? You know what? I think it's very weird for me because the draft of the Bengals is always like a giant thing. Mm-hmm. And now after last season, it's still important, but it's not like in the forefront of my mind, <laughs> which is a really right. odd feeling. Do you guys have a first round pick this year? Uh, as of right now, yes, I think they do. But at the very end, of course. But, uh, yeah, they're they're picking thirty first, right? Uh, I'll double check. As last time I checked, they were. Uh, I don't think they traded it. Let's see. Don't the Chiefs have a? Did they have their pick? Or did they trade their pick? Uh oh, you're talking. I can't hear you. Oh. Okay. Can you hear me now? Oh, there you are. Again, my headset is acting up. All right, so I apologize. Are we paused or are we still live? Oh, we're still live because you came right back. Oh, okay, back. let's keep going. So I, I have a fancy Corsair headset, and it uses a dual system. I can use it through USB or I can use it wireless. The sound is always better when it's USB. I'm sorry, when it, yeah, when it's, when it's wired. But for some reason, it just decides it's going to stop working sometimes. And no, that's, that's what just happened again. That's sad. So I reach up and I flip a switch and I go to wireless and we're back. Hmm. Your computer's so, probably just trying to install a driver again. <laughs> oh my god, don't get me started on that. I've been I've been I've been crash free for two months. I'm not going down that, that rabbit <laughs> hole again. So, um yeah, the Bengals are drafting thirty first, and actually the Chiefs have the twenty ninth and thirtieth pick. I did not realize that. Say that again? So the Bengals are drafting thirty first. Okay. And the Chiefs have the 29th and 30th pick. Right, right. I was going to suggest we discuss um, some draft wagering. Oh. But 
I just logged into DraftKings, and there was a huge banner across the top of the face uh, of the, the page. Draft wagering is not permitted in your state. What? Boo. Seriously? <clears throat> Who makes these rules? <laughs> state of Connecticut. So, all right, so now let me go on my phone. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the um yeah. No, yeah, continue with Apple. That's just easier. Continue. Yep, this is my face. Scan my face. Oh my god. Yes, I know. <laughs> live <Ask> podcasting. <laughs> Do it live. Oh Jesus Christ, two factor authentication. <laughs> It won't let me enter the goddamn code. There it is. Okay. I want to come here and see if I can do it here or if it's a state thing. Oh, here's a button marked draft. All right. That's a start. There's a predict the draft contest. Okay. Oh, it's free to play. Okay. Okay. So we can't pay. We can't play pay contests. Okay. Because there are places out there that are doing lines on the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. And I was just, um, I was just, I just thought it might be something interesting for us to talk about. And let's see. Okay, here we go. Here's, I'll, I'll pull the odds from the New York Post and see what we. All right. So, I, how much? I, I know absolutely nothing about the draft class. I'm just going to be completely honest. I tried to read about stuff, and then I was like, no. Um, okay. So, odds to be the first QB drafted. What do we know about the QB class? Obviously, Malik Willis is the the big pick, right? He's the uh, name I keep hearing. Yes. But there's three uh, other names else. here. Maybe you know these guys and maybe you don't. Kenny Pickett? That name's familiar, uh, too. He's who the Lions are probably... Like, people are predicting the Lions are going to take him. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, my God. He looks He looks like... He looks like Matt Stafford from 10 years ago. <laughs> That's why the Lions are going to pick him. That <laughs> might be. Okay, so will so who's the first QB off the board in your opinion? What team goes QB first? Um, man, that's let me just look at this list here really quick. Yeah, look at the draft order. I'm pulling up the draft <laughs> order on this end too. We're doing this. This is why I both love and hate the off season. We can just relax and spend five minutes talking about salads and white wine, and then we get here and we're like, "Well, we're only twenty <laughs> minutes in. What the hell are we talking about the rest of the night?" See now, after what the Panthers, the Panthers are the big question mark, because no chance Houston takes a quarterback. No, because right? they have Mills. He's not. He's not terrible. They think they, they think they can they can last with Mills for a couple of. I mean, I'm the, looking honestly. The first one I think off the board is Atlanta at eight. Is the best possibility. Yeah, I would say Atlanta or the Seahawks. Wait, who's the Seahawks quarterback now? Uh my mind just blanked. <laughs> like really who's Mine their quarterback <laughs> i'm looking for it right now give me a second espn depth charts seattle seahawks it's Drew lock oh, oh my god yeah they're they're drafting a quarterback <laughs> oh you know who the backup is um geno it's smith, Gino smith. <laughs> good for him for still playing He's been playing for like 18 years i feel you know like. who the first who the first trick is no it's Jacob Eason. Really? Former Bengal. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? What is this? Oh, God. Why? Okay. So, do we think that the Falcons would take Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett at the, at the, at the A pick? I mean, maybe because they're incomplete. The Falcons are a complete, utter rebuild. So, maybe... Wow. I just don't think I don't think either are stellar enough to say that we can guarantee it, you know what I mean? True. Actually, the Falcons even need receivers. Like there's there's really no one on the Falcons anymore. And that's what I've seen. I I read, hold on, I'm going to pull it up as we're talking. I was reading Fantasy Pros did a fantastic little final mock draft today. Hold on, I'll pull it up. I love the stuff from Fantasy Pros, by the way. I am not trying to show for their site at all, but they do a great job, year in and year out. But they've got the first. They've got. Let me see where the first quarterback off the board is. They've got the Falcons taking Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, thinking that they are so in rebuild 
that they're going to start putting pieces in around quarterback. They mm. have the first quarterback off the board. I'm scrolling down, so you should be hearing the, the, the mountain climber music from The Price is Right in your head right now as I'm going further and <laughs> further down this list. The Yolehi Hoops music. Yep. They've got the first quarterback off the board is at 20 with Malik Willis going to Pittsburgh. Huh. He, a quarterback going that late just really says how how weak this draft is. And you know yeah. what's even worse is I'm scrolling up and down right now. A quarterback goes off the board before a running back. That's how skill-wise, it's all wideouts and defense this year, this year. It really is. Yeah, I, I saw another. I saw another mock where the Seahawks pick Sam Howell as a quarterback. He's from really? he's from North Carolina. According according to this mock draft, there is not a running back in the first round. Nope, that all, shocks me. It's all edge rushers, cornerbacks, safeties, linemen, linebackers. Now here's here's the interesting thing, and this is what I think I I forget and I have to remind myself all the time by looking at these lists because again I'm learning these guys too and I just I don't put the time in on learning who's who until I find out who's where. Because that's really what's going to matter to me is where is your skill set being applied? But Kenny Pickett, the second name on this list at plus 140, is plays for the University of Pittsburgh. Does he? Oh, that's right. He does. <laughs> does Pittsburgh even consider the sentimental hometown, air quotes, hometown kid and take Kenny Pickett? Because if not, uh, I mean, they've got they might. Pickett going... They got Pickett going twenty six to the Titans. See, and I saw I saw a mock draft where the Titans take a tight end. <laughs> See, I think I think all right. So here's it. Honestly, if I was putting any money on any of these these, I would be putting my money on Kenny Pickett to be the first guy off the board from quarterbacks. He's plus one forty. We know that Carolina has been looking at him, right? Yeah, no. We think Carolina's probably not going to take him, but we know Carolina's been looking. And the line. Let's be honest. The Lions do need another quarterback. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, Jared Jared Goff is cinch, the worst placeholder since ruined uh, Jared Goff's career. So he did. He did. He did. He. This is this is completely on cinch. So if I'm looking for it now, now, but I'm, am I saying that he's going to be the first one taken? No. Is Malik Willis the favorite and the rightfully so? Yes. But if there was going to be somebody who snuck in there, and this is how I look at prop betting, where's the guy who's going to sneak in? and upend the apple cart. At the Super Bowl, it was Cooper Cup. Right. Because quarterbacks win that like 60 or 70% of the time, right? Right. So I'm sitting on my couch on Super Bowl Sunday, already like three beers in, <laughs> and if the game hasn't started yet, and I'm looking and I'm seeing both Joe Burrow and um, Matt Stafford at the top of the list for the thing, and then like the fourth name down is Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup is like plus 500. And that wasn't that much. It's like maybe plus 100. And I said to myself, you know who could upset this apple cart, folks? <laughs> Would be Cooper Cup. Would be, and I did. I put like 20 bucks, just like 20 bucks on Cooper Cup. And boom, double my money, which was hysterical when my wife was sitting there with me who never watches football and could care less. And I was like, he's on the stand with the trophy. He's on the stand with the trophy. And she's like, who's on the stand with the trophy? And I'm like, Cooper Cup. And she goes, who the hell is Cooper Cup and why does that matter? And I told her, I was like, I put 20 bucks and he might win the MVP. The MVP always gets interviewed when they award the trophy and he's on the stand. So now all of a sudden my wife is like interested because <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I might win money off of this. And they interviewed and the MVP, Cooper Cup, and she just, she just kind of got this face, look on her face like, oh my God, you actually know what you're doing with this shit. <laughs> sometimes. And it wasn't like, sometimes. <laughs> But it was just super funny. So now I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking the same sort of thing. If there is a player that's going to upset the apple cart here, it's Kenny Pickett going before Malik Willis. So if I did have the ability to bet on the draft, thanks a lot, State of Connecticut, <laughs> I would probably put money on Kenny Pickett. Oh, I think that... That's where I'm going. I think that makes sense. Yeah, but and now who to who, though? The Lions? Don't care. Oh, all right. Okay. 
don't care. Let him go to the Lions. Let him go to the Panthers. Let him slip all the way down to the, the Steelers at 20. As long as Malik doesn't go ahead of him, I win money. <laughs> that's that's honestly how I would look at that. That's just a really appealing little bet. That's a that's and that's a really appealing little bet. And yeah. he's the he he's the second guy off the board according to, to Fantasy Pros, which means I would lose, but still. So is Hutchinson Hutchinson the first one off the board for them? Uh n- no. They've got that their favorite is Trayvon Walker. Oh. They've got Trayvon Walker at minus, hold on, I just went away from it, minus 225, which begs the question, who is Trayvon Walker? Trayvon Walker is the edge rusher from Georgia. That's right. That's right. And Fantasy Pros has him going at number one overall. Oh, see, I have, they have, I saw the Jets taking him. So you have eight, you have Aiden Hutchinson as potentially going number one? To the Jaguars, yeah. That's a plus 200 bet. Oh. So there, there's Craig's. Hmm. There's Craig's <laughs> moneymaker is if Aiden Hutchinson goes one overall, would you put money on it at plus 200? Uh, I would because Jacksonville needs a lot of things and defense is one of those things. So, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, they're both edge, rusher, edge rushers. So, and this is what Fantasy Pro is talking about. They say Aiden Hutchinson might have the higher floor, but Trayvon Walker probably has the higher ceiling. So, I guess it depends right. on how you look at it, but that's that's kind of a big gap isn't it minus 225 versus plus 200 that is i would i oh god why can't we bet on this shit <laughs> freaking connecticut listen why, just, just be happy we we can do it at all a <laughs> state guess. that is a state that is so anal it regulates pickle sales <laughs> wait what i'm not joking folks we have a law in connecticut that you can't call something a pickle if it doesn't bounce Really? You knew this, right? I you did didn't not, know this? I did not know this. Like in the 1800s, they passed some sort of law that if a pickle doesn't bounce, it can't be considered a pickle. And I have no clue why, but the state of Connecticut continues to have this law on the books that to so, call something a pickle, you have to, you could be called on to make it bounce. And if you can't make it bounce, you can't legally sell it as a pickle. You have to sell it as a cucumber. <laughs> I'm gonna go open a jar of pickles and see if it bounces. And I did go online. And anybody <laughs> listening to this, go ahead and fact check me. Go on Google and search Connecticut pickle law. I guarantee you will find it. I don't have it open. I'll open it right now. Hold on. Hold on. Connecticut pickle law. Uh, da, 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 da. in Connecticut, it pays uh, over the years one. One off-health violation of Sydney Sparrow has spouted a law of lore in Connecticut. A pickle must rebound if dropped to officially be considered a true pickle. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Did we repeal there are it? His, <laughs> there are now historians saying that it's all, it's all folklore, that we never had this law. But hmm. I've, I've seen this before. Uh, I'm reading through this article as we do this. Some states did have pickle laws, and it is potential. It is potential that Connecticut was one of them. Ah, okay. But there's people that can't find any verification of it, so they're presuming it's false. Like, there's also a rumor out there, and I don't know somebody who's in Wisconsin, email me or or text me. There's a rumor out there that it's illegal to serve apple pie in Wisconsin without offering cheddar cheese on the menu. I, 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 that sounds, that sounds, oh, wait a minute, here it is. Oh, here it is, because it's in the same article. A law was effective in Wisconsin between 1935 and 1937 that required the pastry to arrive with cheese and butter. Cheese and Wisconsin butter. Once, Wisconsin once had a law that said to serve apple pie at a restaurant, you had to give them cheese and butter. <laughs> I wonder, oh my God, I'm so those off. things, those weird laws is like, where did it even like something had to happen for it to exist? That, and that's it. That's it. I mean, and I think about I think about that stupid stuff all the time. Like I, I've told Craig this before. I want you all to think about the op, the op, the object we all consume every day: coffee. That some jackass out there burnt his coffee beans, ground <laughs> them up, and then ran hot water over them, and then looked at the black liquid that came out the other end and said, "I'm gonna drink that." <laughs> pretty much it's like eating uh eating a lobster <laughs> yes 
Yes, years ago, lobster was considered a poor man's meal. That's true. That's true. You would uh, you would okay. offend George Washington if you handed him a lobster. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. See, I'm seeing conflicting. See, I see, I see articles here from the Connecticut State Library, uh, Library entitled "The Myth of the Pickle Law." I see an article from NBC Connecticut that say farmers are trying to repeal the pickle law. <laughs> um, here's here's history.com has an article. These are some of the craziest laws. Okay, so there's there's we will we will get to the bottom of the great pickle debate at some point in the not too distant future. But uh, yeah, I know we're we're kind of just we're just kind of rambling tonight, guys. Next week we are going to be able to talk so much about the results of the draft. But this week, just the speculation. There's so many other people speculating where this guy's going to go and where that guy's going to go. And in a draft where there isn't a whole bunch of fantasy skill positions, I just don't want to waste time talking about where this. It's going to be much more interesting and much more impactful when we find out where he's going versus where he might go. Right. Then we'll kind of have an idea of what teams are doing or planning. Exactly. And then we're going to, I think we're going to see a second surge in free agency after this draft, which I predict every year and usually I'm wrong. But I, I think we saw all that crazy free agency action at the, at the front of the year. Um, and I think, uh, I think we are going to start to see it on the end because I think there are people who are passed on the being involved in the free agent market, like Denver letting Melvin Gordon just sit out there until they got their draft plan in order. And, you know, Denver obviously looked around and said, you know, we're not getting a running back this year. We probably should just re-sign Melvin Gordon for a year. Right. So I think there's a lot of that going on. So we'll see We'll see that happen. Well, there's... But you know what? Deshaun Jackson said he's thinking about retiring if he doesn't find a team that with the right fit. Go ahead. You're like the least impactful wide receiver of the last decade. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... I Deshaun Jackson doesn't move the meter for me at all. No. I mean, I'm actually downgrade a team if he signs somewhere. I'm not a big Deshaun wow, Jackson he's, guy. He's played for 14 seasons. Yes. Wow, I did not realize he was playing that long. I knew it was he long, been, but I didn't realize it was 14. He has dropped passes consistently for 14 years. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Good right. for he, him. He was an eagle. So that's who dropped yes. him. Yes, that's where he was good with the Eagles. And then he just, over the time, he, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't have his stats in front of me. I feel like his drop rate has just gone up and up and up. I just, maybe it's just the, maybe it's yeah. just the eyeball test. That's well, you know, maybe, direction. maybe the Chiefs need him. No. They don't, you know, their receivers well, are. We're going to draft, we're going to draft a wide receiver. I'm convinced of it. We're drafting a wide receiver in the first round. Is that a smart idea for the Chiefs though? I don't know. <laughs> No, actually, our, our our top wide receiver drafts or our when we draft wide receiver in the first round, it rarely works out. So no, <laughs> no, I think like I think like I I think like the last one we drafted in the first round was Demarcus Robinson, and believe it or not, we drafted a guy two rounds later named Tyreek Hill. <clears throat> yeah, we drafted. Yeah, folks, take that to the bank. Go ahead and Google fact that Demarcus Robinson and Tyreek Hill were in the same draft class. I'm pretty sure it was the two of them, and um. Robinson was drafted ahead of him. I'm positive of that. Demarcus Robinson. Uh, da, 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 da. DeMarc- I'll, I'll find it in a second. You know what? There was one other thing I wanted to bring up with you tonight while I look this up. Uh, there it is. What draft was he in? He was out of Florida in 2016. 2016 draft. 20. Uh, so he went in round four. Maybe I'm wrong on this. There's somebody that we took. Well, we took a wide receiver before. He was a 2016 draft. He was round five. We took Demarcus Robinson in round four, and then we took Tyreek Hill in round five. Tyreek Hill was a fifth round. He was a fifth round pick. He was pick number 165. I have it in wow. front of me right now. Yep. Huh. Interesting. Yep. So Kansas City doesn't always do the best job drafting wide receivers. So. We'll see what Especially, happens. Yeah, I only said Jackson to Chiefs because Andy Reid's the one that drafted him in Philly. So, oh no, there's the there's the connection. <laughs> no, no, we're uh, no hard pass. We've already gone that round with LaShawn McCoy. Remember him? I mean, how many more people? Yeah, how many more people? How many more people that used to play for Andy Reid are we going to bring back? Eh, three or four. Now that Byron Pringle's in jail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the last thing I wanted to talk with you about tonight is. The National Sports Collectors Convention is coming up. It is. 
it's going to be in Atlantic City this year, which is only four hours from us. Yes. I think we should go. Uh, sure. Have you looked at who's signing? I have not. Okay. Get ready because I'm going to I'm going to run you some names here and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to make this a Craig centric run here. <laughs> okay. So All right. We know we know there's we know there's two things you care about more than anything else in terms of your sports, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the the Yankees and the Bengals in my opinion. Am I wrong right. in saying that? Yeah, no, that would be the top two, yep. Okay. So I'm going to run down a list of people who are appearing. And now this is an alphabetical order by person. Okay. So, and the question for you is, who's the one autograph you got to get on this list? Now, All keep right. in mind, it's in New Jersey. So you're going to have a fair few New York players. But let me go down this list. I'm scrolling right now. All right, so the first name on my list is Goose Gossage. <laughs> okay. He's a Yankees pitcher. Yep. Chuck Knobloch. <gasps> Chuck. Chuck Knobloch's going to be there. <laughs> Chris Chambly. Mm-hmm. Or Shambliss. Bucky Dent. Mm-hmm. Ron Guidry. Mm-hmm. Greg Nettles. Uh, I'm skipping that name until the very end because I think that's the answer. Oh God, I've run out. Of, if I've run out of Yankees, that was fast. Oh, Mariano Rivera. Oh, and there is one former Bengal appearing, and his name is Anthony Munoz. Really? <laughs> Who's the one autograph you're getting on that list? Wow, one. Damn it. Um, the, the one you have to get. All right, if one only because he's the only one, I would say Munoz. That's yeah, he's the only Bengal right now. Now they're announcing a player a day, so other notable football players. Dan Marino is making his first ever appearance at the National Sports Collectors Convention. Uh, so is Michael Vick. Making yeah. his first appearance is Frank Gore. Oh my God! <laughs> Do I have the guts <laughs> to go up to Frank Gore at a at a sta- stadium and say? Dude, I have a podcast, and we named our studio after you. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Wait, no, the extension studio, the Frank Gore extension studio, <laughs> is named for him. And I swear to God, if Blake Bortles appears on this <laughs> fucking list, <laughs> then you have to you have to get both. <laughs> then I have to go. And they they pull from all different things. Like they're going to announce some wrestlers. I guarantee. Like Floyd Mayweather's on the list. Um, I'm looking. There's some re- Andre Dawson's on the list. Like some real old, really good players show up for this a few basketball players dan fouts is coming bob oh, greasy really lawrence taylor and phil sims are on the list um it, yeah you should go take a look at it online because there's Vinny testaverde is going to be there jamal lewis is signing uh there's thurman thomas wow barry sanders wow is signing the problem is these guys barry sanders he'll autograph anything you want but it's going to cost you 150 bucks Barry Sanders don't come cheap. That's true. Barry Sanders don't come cheap. But I, I think we need to plan to go to this. It's in July in Atlantic City. And the last time I went to this, I think it was five years ago or four years ago in Atlantic City. It was 102 degrees on the beach. Oh, perfect. But, <laughs> yeah, it gets balls hot in the middle of July there. But it really is a unique thing. And that was that was Hulk Hogan was signing at that one, like right before his life went completely downhill. But... Um, so yeah, I will keep an eye on this, and I will uh, I will keep updating. But Anthony Munoz, how often do you have an opportunity to meet Anthony Munoz and get an autograph? I don't know, Craig. This might be a go. This yeah, might be not, the sell not point. Not often. Not often. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you this. The source is watching this list very carefully. Is he? The source has a mental list of people he wants autographs from that only he knows. Shocking! The man of mystery has a mystery <laughs> list. And you would be absolutely shocked at the people who just appear on this list. Like, he's a Met fan, so, like, when Mike Piazza did his first ever appearance at this, and I think he's coming to this one, too, um, he was like, yeah, I got to get Piazza. But, like, when Gordy Howe was there, we made a trip to go see Gordy Howe. It was, like, bizarre. And I, I could tell you stories galore from our times at the National Sports Collectors Convention, and I will let this slip right now. Um, and, and I... If you're a big sports guy, look at the National Sports Collectors Convention. It's out in the Midwest, and it's on the East Coast and the West Coast. They alternate years on where it's going to be. Just so you know, if you go to the National Sports Collectors Convention with us, Craig, mm. you can't refer to me as Brit. I go under a pseudonym. <laughs> okay. During the entire time I'm in, I'm in Atlantic City, unless I have to provide legal documentation of my name, I am known as Roger Cleveland. <laughs> Just so you know, that is that is... And and the people who go with us 
will tell you um, that that's, you know, Keith went with us one year and he went with our, another friend of ours, another Craig. And as they were driving down, he says to Craig, whatever you do, don't call Brit Brit. You have to refer to him as Roger Cleveland. <laughs> and Craig thought he was jo- joking. Not this Craig, the other Craig. And then when we got there, Keith walked right up to me and went, how you doing, Roger? And shook my hand and I answered to Roger and he was like, like he was shocked. He's like, what the hell is this, Roger? I'm like, that's my pseudonym when I go to the sports collectors convention. <laughs> And it's a long story as to how that happened, but I'll save that for another time. So my final thought is, if you love sports collectibles, check out the National Sports Collectors Convention. It's going to be in Atlantic City in July this year, and you should absolutely go. Craig and I are probably going. So so with that, I'll kick it to Craig for his final thought. What do you got for me this week? Uh, my final thought is that what I say every year, I can't believe the draft is already, and uh, it's going to be football time before you know it. Yep. So... Get ready. Every freaking year. <laughs> Happens every, every year. It just it blows my mind how quickly this goes. Now, you know what else blows my mind is how easy it is for you to support our podcast by leaving us a review at whatever podcast directory you found us on. Apple, uh, Player FM, all those different sites. Audible. They all have a, Audible, Spotify, all these different places that are kind enough to carry our podcast they all have a place where you can leave us a review, and we it's a big help to us if you leave us a review. What's also a big help to us is if you reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com if you use email. And once in a while, I still go on Facebook, and we are the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. Reach out to us. Ask us your questions. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We just love to hear from folks. And with that, episode 39 is done. I don't know that we're going to get to 50 episodes this year. I don't really care hmm. that we don't. <laughs> Does it bother you if we don't, We end up an episode or two short this year? Nah, not really. We hit the important stuff. <laughs> I think we were six episodes short last year. We always plan for 50 episodes, and then life intervenes because, believe it or not, this is not what we do for a living. Damn so, it. um Yeah, <laughs> not yet anyway. Someday somebody will want to pay Someday. us Someday. Someday, Someday someone will pay us to be to be talking heads about football, but and and maybe maybe not. Maybe it'll never happen. But either way, we do have like day jobs and and, and lives and stuff, which reminds me, don't forget, I'm here next Wednesday and then I'm gone. That's right. So episode forty. You're gonna have to have somebody cover for, for- me because I am oh, wait, no, that's no, next week. 41. Episode forty one. There you go. <laughs> Somebody's gonna have to sit in the big chair because I am not gonna be here. So all right, but everybody, thank you so much for joining us. As always, you know, a rambling kind of laid-back episode because it's the off-season, and honestly, the season really does begin next week. If you think about it, because we're going to get into our dynasty drafts and we're going to get into all the stuff of getting ready for the year, really be able to start putting together predictions and you know, putting together our lists. So, so long off-season, I guess. Yeah, it was fun while we knew you. It was fun while it lasted, all like 10 days of it. So (laughs) until we speak next, thank you so much for joining us. Please leave us a review. Please reach out to us. We really appreciate it. But we will talk to you guys next week. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hi, Deb.